0: Welcome to the Clinical Research Podcast, bringing you the latest developments in research explained by our world-leading clinicians, academics, and scientists based in Nottingham. Leaps forward in the understanding of the human genome in recent years stand to offer huge benefits to patients, including the possibility of personalized care. As a large acute hospital, Nottingham University Hospital's NHS Trust is one of the organisations at the forefront of this exciting health revolution, which also brings some challenges. But what does genomics mean in reality to healthcare professionals working at NUH, and how can they access genetic medicine services, including testing for patients, in their day-to-day practise? Dr. Matt Hall, consultant nephrologist based at Nottingham City Hospital, is medical lead for the East Genomics Medicine Service Alliance, the GMSA, which is trying to embed genetic medicine into everyday practice. He explains more about the impact of genomics.
1: I've come to this role with the East GMSA as a sort of frustrated clinician. could see the potential for genetic testing but not knowing how to access it, not knowing how to use things. And the world has moved on rapidly in in the last couple of years. So whereas in the past, as I said, we would uh, have a suspicion of genetic disease and refer to our clinical genetics colleagues, uh, mainstreaming is all about us having the education, training, competence to be able to access these tests directly from our clinic and directly with our patients.
0: The Advances in genomics will mean a step change in what the NHS can offer to our patients now and more so in the near future.
1: Now we're in a position where we can have much a broader spectrum of tests, and the aim is to have these embedded in what's called mainstreaming. So so clinicians like myself and, and from other specialties can access these tests directly with their patients without having to go by clinical genetics initially. And, and the future really would be that in the same way that we maybe use um, scans, x-ray, MRI scans, or, uh, or blood tests from the laboratory normally. Then we have uh, genomic testing as part of that, that catalog after we've spoken to the patient and got their story, after we maybe examined them and found some clinical features, we now have genomics in that, in that strategy of then working towards getting a diagnosis. The NHS in England is right at the very forefront of utilizing this new technology into clinical practice. And, and one of those main developments is something called whole genome sequencing, and this is where the whole of the DNA code of somebody can be unraveled, stored, and then selectively analyzed the uh, to, 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 to diagnose conditions and to, to help with management plans. And the NHS in England is the first healthcare system in the world to have whole genome sequencing available as part of that testing um, uh, option.
0: But in which specific ways will this impact patients, and for what kinds of conditions?
1: Dynamic testing really offers, uh, I think, four, um, four areas of, of benefit to our patients. So the first is in diagnosis so there are conditions which are, are, are rare medical conditions in my field in, in kidney medicine for example there's a condition called allport syndrome that we know about there's a specific gene that's affected we can we can diagnose those patients without needing a kidney biopsy through genetic testing um, uh, which spares them that procedure um, and get really useful diagnostic information very quickly there are also uh, other Diagnostic conditions such as um, familial hypercholesterolemia, and this is where very high levels of cholesterol are present in families that can be associated with early, um, early cardiovascular problems, heart attacks, etc. So we can identify those patients earlier and, and get the, um, get, uh, get treatment on board quicker or focus those treatments. Uh, There's a lot of work, most of genetic testing and genomic work is in oncology and cancer medicine where um, uh, the the, the analysis of DNA from the tumors and analysis of DNA from the patients outside those tumors can can really help to focus on treatment. So you've got diagnosis and you've got treatment options. So you can focus treatment depending on what the the, the DNA of those tumor cells shows. We can use genetic testing for prediction. So for uh, for family members who maybe uh, have a relative who's been affected by some conditions we can use genomic testing to, as a screening test to see whether they're also at increased risk uh, and therefore um, so a condition called Lynch syndrome is, is very much being tested at the moment. This is a syndrome of early particular particularly um, uh, colorectal cancers and some other cancers and patients and families with Lynch syndrome can have enhanced screening programs so that uh, any problems can be identified early. And then the, the fourth, where um, genetic testing is really happy, uh, really um, useful, is in um, individualizing patient care for safety and effic- efficiency of, of treatments. So, you know, <clears throat> many patients are on 10, 12, 15 medicines sometime. Um, we all react differently to some degree or another to different medicines. And sometimes we know we prescribe treatments that are not going to be effective or can cause harm. And uh, we can individualise care with genomic information. And again, examples of that would be um, uh, D- DYPD, which is a, um, a screening programme that's in development, which really focuses on the safety of some, some cancer treatments for patients. Um, we've also been using for a long time TPMT, which is for azathioprine and others. So, the future, the future may look like if you have your genomic code unraveled and available, you develop a conditional treatment um, with the informatics and the, and the information technology behind it all. Then you could have a, a cocktail of medicines provided to you, which are going to be the most effective and the most and the best tolerated treatments for that particular condition. We're a little way off that, but really, diagnosis, prediction. Uh, treatment and and uh, individualisation the real linchpins of where genomic
0: testing can help. So, how can a healthcare professional at Nuh or elsewhere access these genetic medicine services?
1: The key document that enables us to know what tests are available is, is called the National Genomic Test Directory. And the National Genomic Test Directory is updated every year and is a full menu of tests that are available for different specialties for different patients. For different clinical indications and it's all clearly listed on there and you can just google national genomic test directory to see that and look what's available for uh, each each team's and um, specialty. Uh, once you go through that then actually getting DNA to the laboratory is as simple as any other uh, blood test that we would do on, on on the right form with the right code on there and, and those results would, uh, would come back to the clinician acknowledging that it can be a number of months before those tests come back. If we if, if clinicians want to look at that directory and uh, and, and see that what is available, um, there may be um, conditions there which uh, you were unaware um, do have a, a genetic link or a genetic test. There may be conditions on there that uh, will affect treatment in the future. And certainly as a, as a kidney medicine doctor, then then there's only about um, 12 conditions on there or 12 scenarios, but actually the impact of those on the number of patients that we see has really, really helped. Um, literally hundreds of patients that have looked after or looked after in the department um, since this mainstreaming has become available. And once we get the results, they can be a little difficult to interpret sometimes. There can be results on there that are not black and white, um, so called vari- variants of uncertain significance. And, um, and our colleagues in clinical genetics are, are still um, uh, available and, and experts and, uh, in, in helping with interpretation of results, in um, screening family members, in looking at um, syndromic features outside of our own specialties. So that collaboration with, with clinical genetics is, is still very much there. But the, third, the, the starting point nowadays should be that national genomic test directory.
0: Are there other services healthcare professionals can access with a view to helping their patients?
1: This is a this is a rapidly developing um, area and things that are literally changing month to month and year to year in the tests that are available in the technology that's available to analyse the DNA in the reporting of those and in the understanding of what those results mean. So this is not a static field that we can we can uh, we can uh, learn. This is going to be part of. of of all of our lifelong learning as clinicians and researchers really. So uh, and with that, that exponential rapid development, there's going to be pinch points in the system in terms of of uh, capacity of the laboratory and our understanding. So, so ongoing education is a real, key part of what the gmsa is trying to achieve and that's from sessions that i've given to the trust uh, and and other trusts around the whole region um, introducing these matters but there are there's some key resources that you can update all the time so i encourage people to go to the National Genomic Test Directory to see what's available. Uh, there is the East Genomics website at eastgenomics.nhs.uk, which has links on how to request tests and some other education. And then there's a de- designated uh, Health Education England Genomics um, uh, uh, Forum, and their website is, is round full of educational material, from the, from the basics through to uh, funding for a master's, in this area and that's genomicsenglands.hee.nhs.uk and and i think we can put some of these links up on the on the podcast site to go back to uh, in the future then clearly what we want uh, to have available is when you're in a busy clinic where you have um, patients in front of you and you, and you, you want to know what genetic tests are available we're going to have point of point of care uh, resources and there's an app called Genotes, which is in development and something else called Q-Genome. These will come forward and these can be just sitting on your on your desktop or your, or your mobile device. And, uh, you know, once you have a, uh, a clinical condition in front of you, uh, you can tap in details very quickly and, and all the information should be on hand with then access to further information to enhance your education. So this is such a, a rapidly developing field. Then uh, there's any expectation for anybody to be absolutely at the forefront of this as we move forward. But what we will have is constantly evolving resources for everybody to access.
0: What are the key opportunities and challenges for Matt as a medical lead for the East GMSA?
1: I come at this as a frustrated clinician, finding barriers in genetic testing, finding inequalities, and 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 with this position, I have. Uh, some some opportunity to 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 um, uh, affect that and, and to bring care to the most patients the most promptly. The next I would say ten years um, is going to be absolutely revolutionary in how genomic medicine um, impacts us in the same way as say the introduction of the X ray was in at the end of you know the eighteen hundreds in the same way that. Um, you know, routine uh, blood testing for, uh, you know, biochemistry, uh, revolutionized things, maybe the the 40s, 50s and 60s, you know, genomic testing is going to become uh, very much just a routine part of our care. There are ethical issues in terms of uh, um, widespread screening. Uh, If you you do whole genome sequencing on every body uh, all the time, you're going to find a lot of noise, a lot of variance of uncertain significance, a lot of false positives, which we need to learn how we're going to deal with. Um, uh, Having genetic testing as an individual affects family members and we need to be clear on on the consent implications of that and how we work through that. And we're going to develop a lot of genetic information with with, with new diseases, new diagnoses, um, which might not always come with treatment options at this stage. So there are real challenges But each of these challenges is based on an enhanced understanding of of how our bodies work and don't work. And that's an amazing opportunity to to really enhance the health of of all of us over over the the future. I was asked the other day whether I would if I was if I was expecting a child, whether I'd want my my newborn to have their genome sequenced at birth you know, that's been muted as a possibility, as a part of screening, you know, and there's a lot of questions to be answered on that. And I I think here in 2022, I think my answer would be that I would definitely consent to my newborn having their whole genome sequenced, but I would not consent for that whole genome being analysed because of all those unknowns. But to have it on on file, have it on our records, and it'd be personalised to us, um, I think that would uh, really, really help that once we develop symptoms, signs, diagnoses, or or syndromes in the future, if we have that information available that we can just tap into on demand, it's going to be uh, absolutely fantastic.
0: What makes Matt most excited about heading genomic medicine for East GMSA in his new role?
1: So genomic testing and genetic uh, analysis is really going to revolutionise the care we can give patients over the next 10 years uh, because it's going to help us to individualise care so the right patient at the right time gets the right
0: treatment most safely. Thanks for listening. There are links for subjects we talked about in the show notes, as well as the address for the Nottingham University Hospital's NUH Trust Research and Innovation Department. Our email and social media links are there too. If you want to stay up to date with the Clinical Research Podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google and wherever you normally get your podcasts. The more shows are rated and reviewed, the easier it is for search engines to find us. So if you can subscribe and rate and review us, you'll be doing it for science.